Deep down in the depths of the internet, there are mysteries upon mysteries, linked with stories that reach beyond the horizon of what you thought was possible. Some sitting there for ages, left untouched, and some resurfacing. But who created these intricately woven narratives? What purpose do they serve? And most importantly, what do they all lead to? The answer really isn't just one coherent statement. Internet mysteries can range anywhere from missing persons to serious crime. But what we're interested in is focusing on a niche little something called alternate reality games. Abbreviated as ARG, alternate reality games are a form of fictional content that are written by authors that have an interest in live audience interaction. Typically, audience interaction is introduced after the story is written, published, and distributed. ARGs change that format, with the story open to the internet for observers to interact with, and oftentimes even change the outcome of the story. This isn't something possible with traditional media, but ARGs make it possible with many, many interesting techniques and methods. Despite being quite the unconventional form of content, it does have its own conventional ways of doing things within the genre. Oftentimes, ARGs have a very standard theming, which, much to the dismay of some listeners, is horror. The horror in ARGs ranges from moderately unsettling to sometimes downright terrifying, even furthering the inaccessibility of the genre, blocking it off from those who would much prefer a lighter tone to things. But... Horror is never the only element, and at a glance, it doesn't even seem prevalent, uh, but rather hidden. And this brings us to another large convention in the world of ARGs, obfuscation. Whether it's a, another puzzle or another unsettling image, ARGs almost never tell you the story straight up. There's almost always a layer of user interaction that has to occur on an individual level pieces that put together the narrative. Think of it like a book, but instead of having any pages within its cover, they've all been taken and scattered across the internet, hidden within links, links hidden within images, all uncovered by a process known as steganography, which we'll come back to in a later episode. And those images hidden even further behind an encrypted zip folder you can seemingly only unlock by navigating your way through the rest of the scattered pages, which, almost frustratingly, are also hidden behind similar layers. Now, obviously, consuming a story like that is a task. A big one at that. And for a lot of people, that just doesn't work out for them. Once again, pushing ARGs back into the depths of inaccessibility. But why do I keep pushing this idea of how unreachable ARGs are, especially to the general public? Enter YouTube, the platform we've all come to know and love, filled with many things such as cat videos, your favorite Minecraft Let's Plays, and even, you guessed it, ARGs. But none of this content is what I want to talk about. I want to delve into a completely separate part of YouTube, the content creators that focus on internet mysteries, and as talked about before, quite often ARGs. These content creators have done so so, so much in the context of ARGs, particularly the ways of making them way more accessible to the general public. 
doing hours upon hours of extensive, laborious research, toiling away at a script, getting everything right down to perfection, arranging the facts and explaining the puzzles so that we can understand. These are only a few of the things that these amazing people have done for our community, bringing the layers of complexity down and collecting those scattered pages for us, almost bringing everything down to layman terms. The popularization of media like this is ultimately what has led to a popularity in the ARG scene, among other contributing factors such as Reddit and other platforms. But let's take more of a look into the history of ARGs themselves, especially when they were less mainstream, and how that popularity came to be. To do this, we want to introduce you to a really important ARG called The Beast. While it's certainly and most definitely not the first, this game was the first to really popularize the genre to the extent that it did. The Beast was a game that took place via the form of fake media, such as ads, messages. It spanned over hundreds of websites and encapsulated a murder mystery meant to promote the movie AI, Artificial Intelligence. The game was run by Microsoft, and it was a huge success, gathering over 3 million participating players. It was sure to set the standard. Players in the game gathered into communities and grew really tightly knit, all banding together to solve the next puzzle and reach the end. The hook for the ARG was simple. Posters for the movie contained clues, trailers would have hidden phone numbers, and credits in those trailers would have mentions for people who didn't really exist. Going through the clues led to the entry point of the game. Here we were introduced to a man named Evan. Through the clues, we're told that Evan died in an accident with his AI-enhanced boat, but we as the audience had already been told otherwise. Evan had been murdered. This set the ARG in motion. People gathered and tried to solve this mystery. Who had killed Evan, or what had killed Evan? The plot is interesting, and we suggest, we really suggest you take a look at it on your own time. We'll probably write a blog post on it for those interested, but first we want to get into the technical details of what made this ARG so impressive. The Beast was special, because they were trying to do something new. In the end, it was still just a promotion, but the game designers, rather the puppet masters as they're called in the realm of ARGs, really did put a lot of effort into it. The idea, straight from the start, was to have a couple months worth of content cooked up. Players could work to solve it over time, and it would benefit the movie with the attention it gathered. Or so they thought. But what designers didn't expect was the amount of people it would attract. Within a short time, a ton of players latched on, and their supposed months of content were reduced to weeks, if not days. As participants banded together to chug through the puzzles like it was nothing. Groups formed and communities gathered. The most notable were the Cloud Makers. Named after Evan's ship from the story, they peaked with over a thousand members in the group working together to solve this mystery. Trying to keep up, the developers decided they needed to cool down a little. Puzzles were scaled to the skill of the communities, making sure that they were tough but still solvable, and updates to the game were released every Thursday. This kept players and devs happy. The rate at which the cloud makers were solving puzzles ended up having an effect in the long term, as the devs started to incorporate elements of their effort into the game itself, bringing around our first real instance of direct player influence. This, 
along with the general tailoring of puzzles around the player's skills, would really begin to cause a sense of community and trust between the puppet masters and the players. This would later become an insanely important part of ARGs. While the Beast did a lot to revolutionize the genre, we still need to go back even further. So let's take a deep dive into the roots of ARGs themselves, touching on even more than just what popularized them. Around 1996, Wizards of the Coast launched an ARG called Webrunner, The Hidden Agenda, one of the first ever made, known colloquially as a proto-ARG. It casts players as hackers through seven puzzle-themed gates to get the secret data, very similar to Ready Player One, even. The popular game was the first online game tied into a product release, making the front page of the New York Times technology section. The proto-ARG had a very choose-your-own-adventure theme to it, reminiscent and maybe even inspired from the books pioneered by R.A. Montgomery and Goosebumps. Following the success of WebRunner, some of the marketing for the Blair Witch Project, famous for its popularization of the shaky cam genre, employed plenty of ARG themes and techniques. These themes were almost an extension of the shaky cam techniques used in the film, and may have even had a hand in determining the horror themes prevalent in ARGs today. See, the whole point of the Blair Witch Project was that using low-quality shaky cameras created a sense of realism that high-quality modern cameras were never meant to achieve. That by making the film look like it had been filmed by a group of teenagers with a shitty camcorder, it seemed plausible, like that's how it would actually be filmed. And that's very similar to what a lot of ARGs strive for today. The sense of some barely documentable horror. The point being to solve the mystery of that horror. Furthermore, the whole concept of trying to convince the audience subconsciously that it isn't a movie is almost exactly what most ARGs aim for today. In a way, the Blair Witch Project was a pioneer in the shaky cam genre and subsequently alternate storytelling. But, of course, it didn't shape the entire genre. Not even close. As stated before, modern ARGs are very horror and suspense-centered. However, it wasn't always that way. While Goosebumps, a horror choose-your-own-adventure book series, certainly contributed a little bit to the genre, most of the early ARGs were more fantasy-themed, resembling something along the lines of Dungeons and Dragons. Such examples include Ong's Hat, started in 1993, the aforementioned Netrunner, Dreadnought, started in 1996, and finally Starlight Travel in 1997. Slowly, though, the genre put more focus into the horror aspects, notably The Beast being about a murder mystery, with a sort of culmination being Why So Serious, an ARG used to promote the movie The Dark Knight which was widely acclaimed as being the single most impressive viral marketing campaign of all time. Up until this point, I'm sure you've noticed a pattern. Most, if not all, of the formative ARGs, especially the ones we've talked about, were marketing campaigns. While they're stories, they aren't just there for the sake of being stories. They're great and captivating, and that's the way they're designed, as ads. But in more recent times, ARGs have begun to take a much more personal spin. Content creators have begun to put a ton of effort into producing a story. Not necessarily because they want to advertise a product, but for the same reason that authors write, because they want to, they want to tell a story. They want to share a piece of their minds, 
a realm of tales that can be woven into a landscape of their creativity. Books can be so confining, and blog post after blog post can get annoying. ARGs have done so much more than just popularize a new form of advertising, but they've introduced paper-bound authors to a medium that has an infinite potential for new and experimental techniques and methods of telling something. The walls creators have been caged in now have been opened up, and for the most part even removed. Sure, ARGs are stereotypically bound to the horror genre and cryptic by nature, but think of how much more an aspiring author who's interested in writing those sorts of things, writing horror, can do for their audience, spooking them with the extra visuals and audio that you just can't get in a book. Or take Computer Nerds for an example. Cryptography and science fiction is a near-perfect fit for ARGs, incorporating the weird and extravagant technological ideas from science fiction directly into this story, letting users interact with the very thing you're writing about. What we're trying to convey is that there's so much room for expansion within the genre, and that even if you don't see the benefits right now, there's so much more you can do with ARGs. A good comparison to a lighter-themed ARG would be a game where players can go looking around collecting clues for their new favorite fantasy book, adding that extra layer of interactivity and story outside of the pages. What we're trying to really say, in the end, is that there's so much possibility to expand the genre, make new stories, and get the format going. It takes some skill to get it all going, but once we do that, the community is more than capable of sustaining the interactivity and experience that everyone is striving for. With the knowledge and techniques that we'll discuss later as well, you could even possibly start your own, and even more so with the knowledge and wisdom from our up-and-coming second episode where we interview and analyze the experience of a creator who actually ran their own ARG. So stay tuned, and we'll see you on the next episode of Augmented Explorations.